Well, here we are at the end of Vision Builders Campaign uh, Weekend. We just had a stupendous gala night, Friday night. And also, my Lord, the fire fell on Sunday morning. And uh, in, in the last of our giving, of our people giving sacrificially to the Lord, Division Builders 2023, literally the fire fell on the altar. And I do would like to uh, maybe share with you some of the prophetic uh, understanding of what it means to be a vision builder. So I thought that would be good because in the brochure, there is a scripture by Jeremiah that talks about how he got prophetic vision to be a vision builder. So God is so faithful, so faithful. And over the past years, his goodness through C3 Tugra has been displayed and it's been amazing. The testimonies of transformed lives, people saved and people engaging, getting traction in life to have a future and a hope in God. And I'll explain that later. But it is indeed being 27 years out of a school hall, two school halls, crossed the river, took the land, built a church. We got the building up in 2008, but it was all the time through, I call them pillars, people that represented in the church. And I said this in one of the messages, the pillars of the church are people that give, people that serve, and people that pray. Without those pillars, um, the church crumbles. And can I just say, we are being assailed by controversy and media, you know, you know controversy that, that w- what we do as a church is somehow scandalous. It's absolutely ridiculous. We are people cultured by the fact that we're generous. We do serve. Jesus didn't come to be served. He taught us to serve you know, the towel ministry, he washed the feet of the disciples. So 27 years we've we've been having vision, uh, impassioned with faith and action. And guess what, church? God has never let us down. We've been hearing his voice and it's so important through this Vision Builders campaign because it becomes a catalyst at the end of the financial year. We understand that this is a demarcation line, so to speak, that we're coming to the end of our stewardship of what God's given us and we're determining going forward with a new fresh perspective. That's why we have an opportunity to give the first fruits it's with that gratitude thanking God for what he's done the previous year and then understanding this year Lord I want to give my first fruits just like they did in the Old Testament and just like I believe that can you can be principled in doing now we can say Lord I thank you for what you've done previously but I give my first um, day's wage my first week's wage however you determine to do it decision making is always done by scripture understanding scripture and the will of God getting revelation waiting on God praying in God praying to God so and of course the scripture in Jeremiah 32 19 which I'll share a little bit later is great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds and so I said um, the gala night on Friday night was a celebration it was indeed a great night of vision celebration and commitment and uh, we had some wonderful ministers join with us and it was a powerful night I believe it was a very one of our most powerful vision builders nights Um, and of course you know we thank the past uh, vision givers the past champions that have kept our church uh, going and brought us to this point and the present ones that have only joined us even recently and because we don't have to give 
we get to give. That's a great saying. Uh, we don't have to give, but we get to give in the time of our living. So our C3T vision and testimony has this uh, about it, that God has always got us through and he will make a way, he's always made a way for us and he will make a way for you. And he's always opened doors for us and there's doors that have been shut. But at the end of the day, we have been wonderfully included in God's great plans to build the church and extend the kingdom. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs 11.25, whoever brings blessing will be enriched and one who waters will himself be watered. So our vision builders theme uh, was actually... Uh, downloaded and revealed to us through 21 days prayer and fasting for Israel two, three months ago. Uh, five million people uh, on the globe uh, prayed, were praying for Israel. And in doing that, Julie and I joined, some of us joined with that, and we literally fasted 21 days. And in that, I knew Vision Builders was coming, and I thought, what are we going to do? Because the Bible says, without vision, prophetic vision, you perish you dwell carelessly there's no traction without real God vision and I thought to myself you know what this scripture is coming to me about Jeremiah building a field and I need to probably explain that where Jeremiah buys a field the scripture is about Jeremiah commended to buy a field a property even though they are being overrun by the enemy that they would one day come back to that place and that field and that it would be a strategic place to build again, to worship God again. And you can see that in Jeremiah chapter 32. Now, even for Jeremiah, this was a stretch and it was a stretch for us to be vision builders this year. Uh, you know, like, wow, 13 interest rates. How do you be a vision builder? How do I give above and beyond even my tithe? Well, Jeremiah was in the same predicament. Jeremiah needed wisdom and understanding as to why God was saying build, buy a field. Actually, the field was in his hometown, and his hometown had already been invaded and taken over by the Babylonians. And he needed to understand, Lord, I'm not sure if I can be a vision builder this time. But the Lord came to me and the Bible says in chapter 32, he prayed and he prayed and he got understanding. And that's why I honestly believe that we need prophetic gifts in the church to bolster our faith, to give us hope. And then we get revelation of what God's actually saying to us in the time of our living. Now, the Bible says in Jeremiah 20, oh, 32 verse 19, great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds. So Jeremiah prays and he's going, I'm not sure, man, with this to be a vision builder this time, Lord, I'm not sure. But then he prays and he gets a download. He gets an understanding by divine uh, unction of revelation that it's going to be all right. And the, the, the Bible says in, again, Jeremiah 32, 19, great are your purposes. This is his resolve. And this is what needs to be our resolve in these days, in these end days. We need this resolve. Great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds. Your eyes are open to the ways of all mankind. Of course they are. You reward each person according to their conduct 
and as their deeds deserve. I love that. So the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, it says in uh, verse 26, 27, and it says this, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? And we know it is not. So what happened? Jeremiah was able to obey God in the midst of troubling circumstances because he had been given a picture of the future, plans of good, not of evil, and the plans of hope and a future. And that's where we get that scripture in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Beloved, I know the plans I have for you. Not plans to, you know, hurt you, but plans to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. Now, that scripture was giving in the time of their captivity, by the way. So I believe God is encouraging us to continue with his vision of salvation in building his church, the same God who gave us his son, Christ Jesus, for the whosoever's of the world. I believe God is still actively working through us and still building his church and releasing redemption plans through that church. And it's his purposes. I said that uh, in, in, in my messages constantly. Where where does this vision come from? It's God's vision. And you can see in Psalm 33, verse 11, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. So those purposes and that vision, it's rock steady. It's coming through us. It's around us. It's going to come through us, around us, over us. And, uh, but Isaiah 14, 24, and you can be connected to that vision and engage that vision, or you can dodge it and weave it and let it go by. But I know this, when you connect with God's vision, your life is fully optimized and you are in a whole different space of living. So Isaiah 14, 24 says, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I've planned, so it will be. And as I have purposed, so it will happen. So what happens when you partner with God's vision in your church, your prophetic church that's following God's will? You get blessed to be a blessing, amen? So I believe this. Prophetically, in these days, I believe God is building in us resilience to be and to continue to be vision builders. And we had, wow, a good portion of the church, even despite to the contrary, the times we live in, we had a good portion of our church step up and engage and be vision builders. I'm so proud of you guys. So the Bible says in Deuteronomy 15:10, it says, you shall give to him freely and your heart shall be not grudging when you give to him. Because for this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all that you undertake. So I stated a couple of facts here or statements, I should say. God is reminding us, and I believe he is through prophetic theme, Jeremiah, to buy a field, to invest in the future of your, of your family, of your children, of your business, invest in that, of your health. You know, some people give up on their health because they think the world's going to end. They give up on their superannuation. They give up on living a decent life because they think, what, what, you know, a lot of that happened in the 60s, unfortunately. But I know this to be true, and I stated this. When the world feels unstable, God is always faithful. Even a negative situation still holds the potential to produce a positive purpose and result. Jesus doesn't invite us to a life of comfort and ease, but a life of sacrifice, surrender, and obedience. And we were 
uh, declaring that statement. It's not about equal giving. It's about equal sacrifice. And so that's what, that, that's what we know to be true. Not, not everyone can give the same. Some people give a thousand. Some people give five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand. Some people give five hundred dollars. God is building resilience in the church and in the people of God. Be encouraged against all hope. Abraham hoped and the Bible says in Romans 4:18 in hope he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he had been told so shall your offspring be and then we can say 2 Corinthians 2:14 but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him, of Jesus, everywhere we go. So I love the scripture also in 2 Corinthians. How is it possible? There's a lot of, lot of scriptures that says we're able to give by grace. And it says that in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. We do this because of our devotion to God, our love and devotion to God. And in doing that, we basically cause this, 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 this moment in the year where I believe it becomes like a catalyst to galvanize our faith, to, to announce to God and to proclaim to God from our heart, like it says in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. And this conveys a sense of, yes, giving our tithe, the first fruits, not only just for that week, but for us this past weekend, we gave our first fruits for the whole year. And it is a sacrificial faith we're talking about. It's a faith that determines that God is our, he's our first priority and that God is worthy to give not just a tithe and yes in the new testament it may not talk much about the tithe but it is a principle that it is still alive and well even in these days because the you know the tithe was talked about in the bible you know before the law during the law and after the law and so it's a principle that we use as training wheels but to be honest it's all his we are, you know, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2 talks about we are a living sacrifice. And I've got a special speaker, special guest speaker. I want to talk uh, to you about that. And so I believe, and I said this to Samuel 24, 24, talking about radical sacrifice. When I, when I think about uh, an altar and making a specific sacrifice unto the Lord, I do think about 2 Samuel 24 24 when I think about the altar and the sacrifice just like what we do through vision builders and, and of course the story was David had ventured out as a king with his mighty men and presumed to win the day through his mighty men and God let him flounder in fact God let him defeated and God had to repent uh, well not God, but David had to repent for that and say, God, I, I, I didn't inquire of you. I didn't ask for your strength, for your help. So what does David do? He finds a certain place, uh, 
uh, that uh, someone owned this land, in fact, and he wanted to make a sacrifice, build an altar, and, um, and, and this man tried to give him the land. He said, David, you're worthy to give this land too. And David actually said, David's reply in verse, or chapter 24, verse 24 says, No, I insist on paying you for it. It will not, uh, I, he says, I will not sacrifice to the Lord my, uh, my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. I'll say that again. David, in response to this man that's trying to give him the offering cheaply, that's not going to cost him, he says, no, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God something that has cost me nothing. So there are some of the sentiments. And lastly, before I introduce the next short segment, is what you do at the start of this new financial year, I believe, determines what happens next and through all of this new financial year. And whether it be um, marked by favor and blessings or, or whether the same pressures of the past that weigh you down, we need expectation and the catalyst of vision builders and giving unto the Lord sets you up and positions you to believe that this year is going to be different. In fact, I believe God intends for you to have freedom, health, prosperity, hope, and so much more in 2023. But to claim these promises, you've got to have a sense of expectation, a sense of hope that what you have done unto Him is worthy to gain His attention. And we do that through sacrificial offering. I've got another little segment about sacrificial offering I want to share with you through my brother, Pastor Roger Beard, one of our great pastors of our church. He just shared with me this the other day and I said, could you share that with our people? And uh, I pray that you would listen to him and uh, it will bless you, I'm sure. As Christians, we live in the new covenant and that covenant was established by Jesus Christ with his supreme sacrifice on the cross when he died for us. Scripture tells us without the sacrifice, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And Jesus, he came as our saviour and set us free from the power of sin by the shedding of his blood. Now we too have been called to actually step into relationship with him. And Paul says it this way, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. A living sacrifice. How do we then enter into this covenant relationship? It comes by surrendering to Jesus, giving ourselves to him. But daily we need to surrender. And one of the great ways that we can surrender to God is by bringing offerings and bringing tithes. Now, blood. When Jesus shed blood, the reason why he shed blood, blood represents life. He gave his life for us. And we all understand that without blood, we would be dead. We have blood in our veins to keep us alive. Now, our finances are a bit the same. It is our livelihood. It's our living. We actually work hard. We put sweat and blood into making a living so we can live. So bringing our finances to God is a way that we can sacrifice our life for Him and bring it in as an offering. Right through the Old Testament, the, the, the saints of old would actually establish altars where they'd bring the sacrifice. 
Our church here at C3 Tagra has been established as our altar, a place where we have an encounter with God. And God is faithful that where he sees a sacrifice, he actually enters in. Just like Abraham when he brought his son Isaac to the altar to get sacrifice, God miraculously came through and brought the, gave him the ram of sacrifice, the, the lamb of sacrifice. So when we come into covenant with God in bringing our sacrifice, he brings a blessing. He fulfills our desires and our needs. This is the power of covenant, that we come together in sacrifice with Jesus and that blood sacrifice brings the blessing. Church, we would love for everyone in the house of God to be vision builders, to join with us in a covenantal relationship with each other, with God, to be able to be in unity like that. The church will be galvanized in, in such a wonderful way. Uh, so please, see the, uh, the details and any other information on the website. Please hit that website and you can see exactly what all it is about. So please bless you and uh, have a, a wonderful new financial year. Jobs, better jobs, uh, breakthroughs, uh, supply lines, uh, covenantal blessings pour out upon you, people of God. Bless you, C3 Tugra. Thank you so much for stepping up and being vision builders, being one with the church, one with the vision and purpose of the church. Amen.